Hey, uh, we've got, uh, as we mentioned, next Sunday we're away because this venue is uh, occupied. Um, and then the Sundays after that, we've got four Sundays leading into Easter. And over those four Sundays, we're going to be doing our 21 days of prayer and fasting. And so I thought I'd let you know ahead of time, because by the time we get to 21 days of prayer and fasting, we want to already have asked God what it is He wants us to pray for, pray about over that season, and also what He wants us uh, to fast. And uh, as you know, in previous years, uh, many of us have fasted uh, a number of various things. Um, From experience, I'm not sure I would recommend fasting coffee, because it's almost as as dangerous as fasting food and with people getting hangry and everything. Um, but do, uh, you know, do uh, seek God over the next couple of weeks about what he wants you to fast in that time. Is that good? Yeah. We're talking about breakthrough this morning, uh, which is one of our Elam Movement's uh, core DNA values. And um, I don't know you, but I, I love it when I see breakthrough in my life. Does anyone else like seeing breakthrough in their lives? Who loves it when you've been waiting for breakthrough for years, and then all of a sudden it happened without any effort from you? Man, that's the best kind of breakthrough. Uh, and, and, you know, we, we, well, I celebrated a personal breakthrough like that uh, just recently in the marketplace, and so I don't have time to share it with you all this morning, but I'll, we'll get around to it at some point. But I'm speaking this morning on breakthrough. And you know, the word breakthrough was first used uh, in the 1900s as a military term to signify a proactive, offensive pushing and bursting through the defensive lines of warfare. It was a proactive, offensive pushing and bursting through the defensive lines of warfare. And so from that, I don't know if you catch it, but what we see is that breakthrough is an active thing. It's not a passive thing. And breakthrough, in order for breakthrough to happen, there is required a pushing through to take place. We don't often like that thought, do we? We kind of want the breakthrough without having to do any pushing for anything. We kind of want the breakthrough without having to do any battling for anything. But it's very seldom that breakthrough comes without a battle. Because anything that's worth fighting for, anything that is worth Uh, breaking through for, especially when it comes to God, to what God's doing, there is opposition. There is uh, an enemy that is working against us. And so uh, we're going to look at some characters in the Bible who experienced some personal breakthroughs to learn how we can walk as uh, Christians and as a church with the DNA that expects breakthrough. But who knows that coming with a heart of expecting God to bring breakthrough is a good thing. Expecting God to, to bring you the favor and the breakthrough that you need in life is a good thing. And so our first point this morning is a reminder that breakthrough belongs to God. Breakthrough belongs to our God. So any breakthrough that you thought you gained for yourself, any breakthrough that you thought was yours or any breakthrough that you've had in your life, That was God's breakthrough. As much as we like to think that it was our doing or in our strength, our breakthrough belonged to God. Our God is the God of breakthroughs. And uh, 
Jesus brought the greatest breakthrough that the universe has ever seen. The greatest breakthrough that the universe will ever see, we see in the Son, Jesus. And so if you're seeking a breakthrough in some area of your life today, the good news is that breakthrough belongs to our God. Who can say amen to that? And so the closer you get to God, the closer you'll be to your breakthrough. The closer you get to God, the closer you'll be to your breakthrough. So God's first revealed uh, in the Bible as the Lord of breakthroughs or the Lord that bursts through in 1 Corinthians. And it's revealed in the context of war, uh, a context where David is preparing to face the Philistine, Philist, Philistine armies, Philist, those people, those, those guys, Philistines. And the Philistines, they're going on the attack and David recognizing uh, his need uh, for God, paused, prayed, asked God for his guidance and for his instructions. And then we read this in 1 Corinthians 4, 14, verse 10 to 11. It says, so David asked God, should I go to fight the Philistines? Will you hand them over to me? And the Lord replied, yes, go ahead and I will hand them over to you. So David and his troops went up to Baalparism and defeated the Philistines there. God did it, David exclaimed. He used me to burst through my armies like a, like a raging flood. So they named the place Baal-perizim, which means the Lord who bursts through. Our God is a God who bursts through. He is a God who breaks through. And so the Philistines, they, they kind of abandoned their gods and, and flee and go away, and they, they kind of return back a couple of weeks later to take David on again, because, I don't know, they didn't seem too bright, or they didn't seem to have learned anything the first time around. But with the memory of his recent victory, David, David goes to war against them again. And with the victory fresh in his mind, he prays again to God, he listens again to God. God gives him a different strategy this time, and then David goes and does what God said in his strategy. And so here's some practical applications that we see uh, through this verse. David, it says, sought God. So firstly, he's actively seeking God's instructions. Did I mention that breakthrough has an active component to it? He's actively seeking God's instruction. Second, he's listening to what the Lord has to say to him. And then most importantly, David did what God commanded. You know, if breakthrough belongs to our God, then it makes sense to go to God for direction for our breakthrough. And not only that, regardless of what we feel God is telling us, whether it makes any sense to us or not, we should obey and trust Him for the breakthrough. Because the closer we get to God, the closer we will be to our breakthrough. Our second point this morning 
is to expect breakthrough in your God-given gifts. It's in our DNA as a church to expect breakthrough. And as we serve in our God-given gifts, we should expect that God is going to bring the breakthrough as we serve him. You know, we invite people to serve uh, in church not only because uh, you will be a blessing to the church and not only because your gifting is a blessing to the church, but because we believe that in serving in your spiritual gifts, you'll receive breakthroughs that only God can give you out of the heart of serving his kingdom. There are breakthroughs that God will only release to us when we're in that heart of giving and serving others and not in a heart of selfish gain. You know, to serve was one of Jesus' primary characteristics. He didn't come to be king. He came to serve mankind. He didn't come and take the status that he deserved as a ruler. He came and took the status of a slave to serve and to save mankind. Joseph, who we read about in the Old Testament, was also another great example of this at work. So he was 17 at the time that he received the dream uh, from God about being divinely placed in authority and in a place of influence above uh, Israel and above his family. And so he was there uh, not only to, to save his family, but he was there to save the future of a nation. And that was a dream that he had at 17, which led to his brothers selling him into slavery. And so as the story goes, Joseph ended up, uh, he ended up with a nice job. Uh, he ended up uh, working for Potiphar and being a, being a hardworking uh, man, a good-looking man uh, with the wisdom that he had, uh, he attracted to himself some, some unwanted attention from uh, Potiphar's wife, from the boss's wife. And uh, after declining the boss's uh, wife to be uh, her friend on Facebook or Instagram and all that other stuff, uh, no, after, de- after declining her invitation to lie with her, to lie with her, Joseph ended up in jail. But we read about the breakthrough God gave uh, Joseph for showing loyalty and integrity and good stewardship uh, with his gifts in Genesis 41, verse 39 to 42. It says, Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Since God has made all this known to you, there is no one so discerning and wise as you. You shall be in charge of my palace And all my people are to submit to your orders. Only with respect to the throne will I be greater than you. So Pharaoh said to Joseph, I hereby put you in charge of the whole land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh took his signet ring from his finger and put it on Joseph's finger. He dressed him in robes of white linen and put a gold chain around his neck. And so Joseph is always, always noted and often looked at as a visionary leader, a faithful and loyal servant, and as someone who trusted in God. And he was all those things. But Joseph's breakthrough came through his gift of interpreting dreams. 
Joseph's breakthrough came because he had this gift of receiving revelation from God through other people's dreams. And it was Joseph's gift uh, which he had that allowed him to to see insight and knowledge uh, for people. Here's an interesting thing. Joseph's gift was the very thing that got him into trouble. Joseph's gift, when you read his story through through Genesis, was the very thing that got him standing before Pharaoh. And it was Joseph's gift that got him the breakthrough in his life. Could it be possible that your breakthrough lies in your gift from God? Could it be possible that the gifts which maybe once failed you before that you've let go of is the gift where your breakthrough lies in God? Now, if we stay loyal Stay faithful to God. Keep exercising our gifts. I believe there will be a day when victory will come. Amen? You will arise not to be a king, maybe not to be rich, maybe not to be famous, but we will arise to be influential for God's kingdom, to be people who God can use for his purpose, and for his glory. And that's a cool place to be. And then finally this morning, we can expect breakthrough when faithfully trusting God. You know, I wonder if oftentimes the opposite of trusting God is to doubt Him. And you know, we all doubt God at points in our lives, and we all have questions about God and and questions about what's going on and if God's here or if God sees or if God knows. And so, uh, you know, that's normal. And often in Scripture, we see that characters throughout the Bible have those very same doubts that we have and display those same doubts. And those momentary doubts of God, I don't think, are the problem. I think uh, that the doubt that is destructive to our breakthrough is the sort of doubt that stops people seeking a closer relationship with God. The sort of doubt that almost questions God's existence. I think the sort of doubt that's destructive to our breakthrough is the sort of doubt that stops people living out their walk in Christ that stops people following him and the sort of doubt that stops people believing breakthrough will ever come. I think they also call that hopelessness. You know, Job was a character in the Bible who had everything 
people could wish for. He was wealthy. He was healthy. He had a beautiful family. Uh, he, had a, he had a good name uh, within the community. And then one day, Satan went to God and asked for permission to mess around with Job's life. Man, it'd be pretty stink if we had a day like that. Did I mention that breakthrough requires some pushing through this morning? And so Job lost his wealth. Job lost his health. Uh, when a disease left his body covered with boils, and in a storm, uh, Job lost all his children. Now that's pretty rough. And I think that Job probably had a couple of moments where he was uh, kind of wondering, well, where's God? Do you think Job asked, where's God? Wondering where God was and wondering if he was just a failure. I mean, I think Job's wife even called him a loser. What a lovely wife he had. However, like Joseph, Job stayed loyal and he stayed faithful to God's will when everybody else wanted him to quit and die. In fact, everyone else wanted him to completely deny God's existence and to walk away from God. And God's response to Job's loyalty uh, is recorded in the Bible as a live and living example for how God brings breakthrough to true faithfulness. Job 42, verse 10 to 12. It says, When Job prayed for his friends, the Lord restored his fortunes. In fact, the Lord gave him twice as much as before. Then all his brothers, sisters, and former friends came and feasted with him in his home. And they consoled him and comforted him because of all the trials the Lord had brought against him. And each of them brought him a gift of money and a gold ring. This has got some good friends, Job. Well, they all became good after he became blessed. And so the Lord blessed Job a second in the second half of his life, even more than in the beginning. For he now had 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, 1,000 teams of oxen, and 1,000 female donkeys. That's a pretty big turnaround. I'd say that that's a pretty big breakthrough. Job looked up with patience to God and waited for his breakthrough. And furthermore, Job trusted God to the extent that he was never going to deny God, even though by all accounts it was going to cost him his life. He kept pushing through. And so Job's breakthrough came from faithfully pushing through and he pushed through because he knew who God is and he knew who he was in God. You know, as we seek God for breakthroughs, as we seek the God of breakthrough, faithfully and obediently, 
your valley of your valley of trouble. Those dark times can become the very place where we encounter God in a fresh way. They can become the very place where we encounter the God that 2 Corinthians says always leads us in triumph. How cool is that? He always leads us in triumph. You know, I've had to wait for breakthrough uh, in our personal life. For my professional life, I've had to wait for breakthrough in ministry. I'm sure we've all had to wait for breakthrough in some area of our life. I'm sure some of us are waiting for breakthrough to still happen. And I know it gets pretty tiresome waiting. Especially when it turns into years. Can I encourage you this morning? Don't despair if your victory doesn't come right away. Just keep trusting and keep believing and keep expecting breakthrough. Don't be discouraged if you encounter difficult battles before you enter your breakthrough. Keep praying. Keep believing and keep trusting. Because I know that the Lord of breakthroughs will strengthen you and he will lift you up. So whatever breakthrough you need from heaven today, whether it's more love, It's more of God's power. Whether it's more peace, more of God's provision. Whatever breakthrough you need from heaven today, I know that it's available for us when we draw near to God and draw near to Jesus. Because breakthrough belongs to Him. Breakthrough is ours as we remain faithful and keep trusting in Him. And who knows how God will bring it to us? But as we've seen this morning, He can bring it to us in our darkest times, He can bring it to us as we're serving with our gifts and he can bring it to us as we're faithful and trusting in him you know as we uh, close this morning more than just needing breakthrough on a personal level which you know we all need at some point You know, as a church, we need to start believing and expecting breakthrough at a corporate level. And I don't just mean breakthrough for the church. 
And there's a leadership and there's an eldership. We're always praying for that. But our world needs a breakthrough of God. You know, at a time when people are living in fear because of disease and infection, at a time when people are living in fear because they're threatened by very real things that are taking life, people need a spiritual breakthrough of God. People need a revelation of God's peace. They need a revelation of His grace, His mercy. People need a revelation of eternity. People need to know this is not the end of the story. People need to know that it's not all about what's going on now. And people need a revelation of the God who is love. That kind of breakthrough the world is needing. At a time when governments all around the world have set it on their agenda to give mankind the choice to decide who gets to live and who gets to die at both ends of the spectrum, people need a kingdom of God breakthrough. And so just like we're expecting personal breakthrough from the God of breakthrough over our lives. I think as Christians, we must remain faithful to God's church, to the bride of Christ. I believe with all my heart that the church is God's solution to saving the world. You and me as the church is God's solution to bringing a breakthrough into society. By serving the bride of Christ, praying for the church, not just Shoreland, praying for the church right across our nation, right across the world. Praying for every God-fearing, faithful, honoring Christian. Praying to God, hearing from God, obeying God. Serving His commission. And trusting the God of breakthrough to work in our nation like only He can. Can anyone else believe with me for that sort of breakthrough over our nation this morning? And so my encouragement to us all is to live with an expectation to see God move miraculously. Live with an expectation to see God in a fresh way every day. How can God reveal himself to you in a fresh way tomorrow? And then especially on Sundays when we come together, expect God 
to bring a move in your life. Don't expect the musicians to do anything. Don't expect the preacher to do anything. Come with a heart that's open for God to do something. Expect God to bring change and to grow you in your personal relationship with Him. Grow you in your gifting, to grow you in your influence. Live with an expectation to see God do incredible things through you. Through the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross, you've been empowered by the Holy Spirit. You've been empowered to do great things for God's kingdom. And then we come together and we celebrate all that God's doing. And we remind ourselves as we worship Him of who it's all about and who it's all for. He's calling us to draw near. And when we do, James 8, James chapter, James chapter 4, verse 8 says that He promises to draw near to us. And you know, I'm praying that this year will be a year when God breaks through to give each and every one of us the miracles we need. Let's live with this expectation that God is going to bring us a breakthrough. Let's keep pushing through, believing that we're going to get through. Amen. Why don't we stand this morning as we close in prayer?